It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerbeam, and it's a War Report Wednesday. Mike G of the War Report hanging out with us as he does pretty much every week. How you doing, brother? Pretty good, pretty good. Feeling good. Uh, Saturday was a it was a game changer. It's a big win. It was a game changer for our season for the for the outlook. We talked about hope and what a win Saturday would do. It definitely gave me a lot of hope. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great way to put it. I think it's a great way to put it. I want to start things off today, if you're okay with it. Um, your your name was tied to uh, to a lot of Bo Nick's success um, during the game sure. on Saturday, um, based on uh, you know a lot of folks kind of accusing you of being really hard on Bo. You want to. You want to talk about that for a second? What do you think about Bo on Saturday? Uh, first of all, there's no way you can minimize what he accomplished on Saturday. Sure. Zero way. Man, listen, um, Arkansas did what I thought they would do, right? Um, they didn't exactly sell out against the run when we watched the tape, but it was clear they had more respect for our run game than they did for our pass game. And anytime that has to ha- if that happens, you got to burn them through the air. You got to take your shots. I thought that uh, Bo did an excellent job uh, staying kind of within himself. Uh, how he pl- how they managed him and how he played this day- game differently than he has previous games. Only three passes beyond 20 yards, and he hit two of them for touchdowns, right? So uh, it's about 26 throws versus 40 to 46 throws or whatever ridiculous number that we had before. It was I thought it was a good job managing the game. Yeah. The re- receivers uh, stepped up and helped them. Mm-hmm. In this game, uh, we thought there were two drops. They reduced it to only one drop, uh, you know, in the aftermath of the game. Uh, so, Which he, one did they drop? The, uh, I assume they I kept the landing. The, the throw to deal. They said the one to deal was a drop at first, and then – They took it away. Took it away, right, yeah. So, um, so I, the again, landing I they, king was the only official drop? Is that what they're going with? Correct, yeah, and I okay. agree with it. Like, it, it wasn't a perfect throw, but – but um, your quarterback is just trying to make a play. I thought <laughs> it was funny. I tweeted, I mean, if you're landed, Ken, you got to lay out for that one. And he actually liked my tweet. So I think he knows that he should have laid out for it. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like Bo was scrambling and just had to get a ball to him. And, uh, you know, I thought he could have put in a little bit more effort to get to that ball. Uh, but it was a good day all around. 21 for 26. Um, the significance of, of the performance, though, Zach, was after the interception at the end of the first half, Bo was playing so well, it didn't feel like that was – I know they scored after that, but it didn't really feel like that was a turning point negatively for our offense. Uh, he was picking his spots well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was impressed with the play calling as well, too, from Bobo. Um, you know, they did some things. And, you know, again, a lot of people are going to get get mad at me for this statement, but, but Bo Bo's – Touch and velocity were much better in this game when we reviewed the tape last night, right? There was a throw to the sideline to Malcolm Johnson that was perfectly thrown. It was going to be Malcolm or nobody, mm-hmm. right? Um, it was just at the right speed where Malcolm could make a play on the ball. Um, there were a couple other throws that he made to the flats uh, that, again, 
hit the receivers right where they could turn up. One in particular where Kobe breaks two guys' ankles. They ran into each other. I mean, how right. natural of a wide receiver is Kobe Hunt? <laughs> this is, this is I know this has been a joke on the show, right? Um, yeah. Very natural. Uh, he caught the ball. He made a play after. Um, and again, the quarterback set him up. Both set him up to be able to make a play after the catch rather than just trying to make the catch. Yeah. Right. So that's that's where I think if we can do that again, uh, they've got a week, uh, you know, off here. I hope that everybody gets healthy during the bye week. But uh, I thought it was a great game by Bo. I, you know, it, it's funny, like he's done some amazing things on the football field before. But the significance of this being a road game for him, I thought, was was big. Sure. Right. The win at LSU uh, was in my mind, it, it was it was a sloppy win. I thought we were somewhat fortunate to win it. But whenever you need theatrics and you need Superman antics and then uh, you've got all the drops and, you know, the uh, low percentage, this was this was a com- more of a complete game on the road. Yeah. And. You know, a game that a lot of people still didn't think we would win. So, you know, I picked us 31-18 in this one. The defense threw in a touchdown. Uh, so it ended up being 38. Uh, but uh, I thought they I thought he did well, man. Hats off the bow. You just got to give credit where credit is due. The next challenge will just be consistency. Can he do it again? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, the, the game went so much better than I was expecting it to. I, I thought Auburn was going to lose the game. So, I, I like you did. Uh, I did, you did yeah. Pick us to lose. Oh, and folks are all about there. I've been told by multiple people now that I have to pick against Auburn every game moving forward, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's fair. I, I can Sounds do that. All missed by ten. That's fine. Um, but no, yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was a big one. I thought it was a big one. I was just blown away by how many people were tweeting at you and talking oh, about yeah. um, you know Mike G, Bo Nix, all that stuff. So yeah, let me people are listening, man. People are paying attention to what you say. Uh, yeah, you know it's weird and it's new for me too, right? Because you know the war of pride has really blown up, and, and, and now everything you say is under a microscope. Um, yeah. it, it's it's uh, I've resigned myself to the fact that some people are only going to hear some things you say and not everything you say. So when it comes to Bo. Um, he's a very polarizing player in Auburn history. You know, in the last 20 years, I can't think of one that's divided the fan base so much just based on play yeah. alone, right? You know, some people, you know, love him. Some people hate him. You know, uh, when, it, when it comes down to it, you know, most fans, nobody personally hates Bo Nix. You know, it's really just about play, you know, and uh, acknowledging that Bo has, he was a five-star coming out of high school. He's got mm-hmm. five-star talent undoubted undoubtedly you know um whether a player plays to that five star potential is the question you know uh based on what happened in the last regime i think that the bar is just so low for some fans offensively that anytime anything good happens we're praying this is the moment that it's turned the corner right and particularly at the qb position in auburn history because think about it whenever we've gotten a solid quarterback. Auburn has been in the championship discussion over the last 20 years. When Jason Campbell turned the corner, undefeated. Right. Cam Newton came in, undefeated. Mm-hmm. Right. Nick Marshall, 13 seconds away from a yeah. national title. Pretty close. Right? right. You know, Jarrett Stidham, you know, one Georgia win away from making the playoff. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to the quarterback position, whenever we get 
decent to good production out of that and consistent production out of that, it puts Auburn in the championship. You know, I will say this and then we can move on from Bo. Like, you know, nobody's hard on a player that you don't expect anything from. Right. If Bo didn't have talent, nobody would be hard on. The expectations would be low. The expectations Folks are, are hard on them because they care. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, listen, we're fans. We care about Auburn. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. So, yeah, they do care. Not maybe not specifically about Bo, but just about Auburn, because, you know, once once the game's on, I'm I'm all Auburn, dude. I don't care who's in there. If they start, you know, the ghost of Cam Newton, I want them to do well. No, that'd be a good move. That'd be a good move to start with the ghost of Cam Newton. I'd be totally okay with that. I'd be totally okay with that. Hey, Mike G, our guest on this War Report Wednesday. Today's show brought to you by our friends Prize Picks. Uh, I was talking to some of the, our friends over at Prize Picks earlier today, actually on a on a conference call, and just the amount of props that they have for all kinds of uh, levels of college football is absolutely ridiculous. A ton of different things, and you're not really competing with other people. You're just, they're setting lines, and you're going in, it's like, okay, you know, a line maybe Bo Nix, 185 passing yards or something like that. And it's like, all right, I, I think he's going to do more than that. And so you can you can kind of place bets there. So go to prizepicks.com. They've also got a really good app to search prize picks in your phone's app store. And use promo code Locked On, and they'll uh, they'll get a hundred percent instant deposit match for up to a hundred dollars. Just be sure to use that promo code Locked On. Don't hesitate. Check out PrizePicks.com today. Use promo code Locked On. Also, today's show brought to you by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. They are the best as far as local uh, delivery services. FetchMeDelivery.com, or uh, use promo code uh, when you do that. Use promo code Local Meal. Save some money off of uh, your family's dinner. Uh, that day, or if you want it delivered to your office, it doesn't matter. But Fetch Me Delivery, they take care of their folks, and uh, we are a big fan of them here at Locked On Auburn. Mike G, what's going on in the War Report these days? Uh, you know, just uh, we had a little film review last night, talked about Arkansas. It was, it was a fun one. It was a lot more fun than the Georgia film was. I bet, uh, yeah. So uh, lots of awards to hand around. We, we played well as a team, you know, um, uh, so we, we like breaking that down every Monday, every Monday night, we do a watch the film segment where we talk about, you know, what happened, what didn't happen, what they can do better. Um, and then in a week, because of the, all the talk of natural wide receivers, yes, uh, we are, well, there's only on, one, there's only one natural wide receiver and it's Kobe Hudson. Oh, true. True. Well, we're bringing on three natural wide receivers next, next week. Uh, we're bringing on Devin Aroma should Ben Obamanu and Courtney Taylor for a special segment to talk about, you know, route running and pass catching and, and kind of take everybody to school on on what the expectation is from the wide receiver in and what they expect from their quarterbacks. That's going to be great. So that's going to be that's next be Monday, the Monday following the bye week, the off week. Correct. Cool. And then get us ready for Ole Miss. That, sh- that, that should be fantastic stuff. So um, be sure to go to the War Report's YouTube page and become a, a, a subscriber, a premium member, and uh, it's worth every single penny. You guys do an outstanding job. As far as the film study and all of that, Mike G, who were some guys that stood out uh, to you when you kind of did the rewatch? Uh, first of all, uh, Derek Hall had a fantastic game. Okay. You know, hats off to him, man. He, yeah. he made plays during that game um, and arguably the play that kind of sealed it. Uh, uh, Eku Leota has been such a pleasant surprise. Well, I wouldn't say he was a pleasant surprise. I think we expected him to be good. Um, but the way they've kind of put defensive players on the field here in the, you know, in the first half of the season, there were some guys who we expected to start that didn't. Uh, Echo has filled in admirably. I'd say he's exceeded expectations. He's consistently in the backfield, 
tackling people for a loss, a stat that Auburn ranks top five in the country for, by the way, in tackles for a loss. So uh, Eku was 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 good. Uh, and uh, Landon King. Sure. Stood out to me, man. He uh, went out there and made some plays and, you know, he's a young guy. But but, uh, you know, it's clear that they're trying to shake some things up. In that on the receiving end of our offense. So mm -hmm. uh, hats off to him for taking advantage of the opportunity that the coaches give him when you're a young player. Um, you sometimes get a, you don't have an endless rope to go in there and make an impact on the game. So you may have a couple balls thrown at you. And if you can make a play uh, for your team during that time, uh, you earn more trust with the coaches so that they can put you in that position again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and talking about Landon King, John Samuel Shanker, uh, we reached an NIL deal with uh, with ESPN 106.7 and him. He's going to come on once a week with uh, with our afternoon show, The Drive, with Bill Cameron. Mm -hmm. And th that started on Monday. And he just kind of talked about the tight end room as a whole. And he listed, you know, the, the traditional tight ends that we've seen. And then he got to Landon. And uh, he mentioned, he's like, yeah, he's, 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 he's kind of getting more reps as a wide receiver right now just because guys want him on the field. Right. And I think... I think that's a prime opportunity. I think that's a prime example of this coaching staff figuring out, okay, how do we put the guys on the field that are going to help us the most, especially when there's been a lot of question marks about the wide receiver room and things like that. I think that's a, a sign of one of Landon King willing to do whatever it takes to get on the field, but also this coaching staff, they don't care what you've done in the past. They don't care really about anything other than, okay, can you help us win this weekend? And that's that's been really encouraging to see. Yeah, you know, I would say that over the first few games, it seemed like they were prioritizing experience over talent, you know, mm -hmm. because of the guys that we saw. And right? that's a reasonable you know? starting point. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. you put the guys on the field who have played and have done it. Um, but we're getting to a point now where you've seen enough to know whether you're sticking with those guys or it's time to try something different. Uh, so... I saw a stat, uh, well, not really a stat, but a list of all the first-year head coaches in the FBS. Brian Harson leads the list in record at this point. Right. Um, and I think you would argue he's had the toughest road to hoe of all of them mm -hmm. to this point, and, he, and, and still the toughest road left to hoe after. Right. So um, five and two in your first year, uh, man, I think he's got a right-end position to finish – strong right as a, as possibly a top 10 team in year one that's more than most of us would have hoped for a lot of people were on the eight and four train eight and four is a solid year right um uh and eight and four is still probably the most likely scenario in my opinion yeah. now i yeah, think I 93 argue. is super obtainable uh, i really do but eight and four is probably the most likely thing i think the most likely outcome for the rest of the year is you lose to Ole miss and bama and you win all the other games that's that, that. That's what I would assume Vegas would bet on uh, moving forward. But I think Ole Miss is winnable, and I think if you beat Ole Miss, I think you know I think you can have all the momentum in the world moving forward. Well, your hope is seven and five is the floor, right? You beat South Carolina and you yeah. beat uh, Mississippi State. Um, again, you get one more of those games. You beat Ole Miss, and things start to look a little different, right? You're eight and four, and then you go into the Iron Bowl with a ton of momentum. Mm -hmm. Um, in a game that honestly is more winnable uh, than um, we thought at the beginning of the year because yeah. Ole Miss's, I mean, Alabama's O-line is giving up a ton of pressure on 
on on their quarterback Bryce uh, Bryce Young. Right. Now uh, I saw Charlie Five come on the show and I, I heard his I heard his thoughts on Bryce Young and and we we don't agree. I, I, when I look at the advanced mixtures of Bryce Young, I'm telling you he looks. I think he's succeeding in spite of the O line that they have there. He's under a ton of pressure that they're giving up. It's something like close to 42. percent Wow. Bama's O line is giving up of the snaps. They're giving up pressure on Bryce Young uh, and. He's still leading the league in, in a lot of quarterback metrics. So um, for a team that is fifth in the nation in tackle for loss, if we can get in the backfield around him, we could bother him, right? I expect to see that uh, next week against Matt Corral. Like, you know, um, we may be kind of a bend but don't break kind of defense, but if they can get in the backfield and cause some havoc, man, uh, you know, create some turnovers like they did against Arkansas, right? Uh, three sacks and a strip sack for a touchdown um auburn is not an easy out for anybody left on our schedule i don't think anybody has this game circled and thinks that's an automatic win not at this point right yeah we didn't really mention texas a&m but i I just think auburn's going to be able to beat them and so the toughest two games left on your schedule are at home i think that's very Mm -hmm. beneficial your third toughest is at college station which auburn has had no issue winning there in the past so we'll see if that carries over yeah i would say the last um Hope posted something on um, on Twitter about the last uh, time Auburn beat a ranked opponent on the road by double digits, and it was Texas A&M in mm-hmm. 2015 in College Station. Uh, I think you know we beat we uh, beat them by over 10 points at College Station when they were ranked 15. So uh, Texas A&M again, it's it's so up and down. Their defense does scare me a little bit. You know, I think they have the defense to kind of contain us, uh, but. The, the the thing about this schedule left is it's it's if you can have a good showing offensively against Ole Miss because of this one game that we played against Arkansas, Zach, teams are not going to stop selling out against the run and forcing us to pass because of this one game. Uh, but if you do it again versus Ole Miss, I feel like they have to respect it. And then and then our running backs can get loose a little. And, you know, the, the O-line has to do a better job in run blocking just hands down, um, right. but we can help them a little bit if we can throw the ball effectively uh, so that they have to unload the box a little bit and just make a few more lanes for the running backs. Yeah, I get that. Um, you mentioned Ekuliota being good. Mm-hmm. Uh, news coming out, reports coming out that um, that Auburn should get TD Moultrie back for the Texas A&M game, which will yeah. be... Um, I'm interested... Obviously, it's good from a depth perspective. I'm curious to see... Who they go with? Because I almost feel like Eku's been better than TD. Uh okay. So this is tough, right? It is this tough. Is a, it's th- very this is tough. A good problem to have. This is a great problem to have. You had a guy who's playing pretty good. He he goes out for eligibility issues, and then Leota comes in and does exactly what you brought him here to do. Right. That's why he came here. And now you have two guys who can do the job. Uh, I, at first, when I thought it was injury, I'm not a big fan of players losing their job to injury. Mm-hmm. But because of eligibility issues, I think I'm okay with Eku continuing on at this position. Uh, if he does not start uh, moving forward, mm-hmm. I think I'm okay with it, right? Like the guy who filled in is playing really, really well. And sometimes you got to go with your high hand. Right. So uh, I don't think that TD has been so good that 
you you don't you can't you can't play a guy behind him that's also playing well as well too. But again, good problem to have. I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. be disappointed with either one. For sure. For sure. And and you're gonna see him rotate regardless of how that works. But still, good problem to have. I think that's well said. Today's show brought to you by the best tasting protein bar ever, Built Bar. If you haven't uh, tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. So this month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. That is Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Also, today's show brought to you by the best place to uh, place your sports bets on the internet, betonline.ag. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. BetOnline, where the game starts. Mike G, continuing on with this War Report Wednesday, uh, we'll wrap up today's show talking about some goals for the bye week. We talked about this yesterday. You mentioned Charlie Five coming on. Uh, the first priority, right, is get Owen Papo healthy. Uh, talked to a, talked to somebody close to Owen Papo earlier today. Um, he, he it sounds like he's been cleared to go. He's expected to play against uh, against Ole Miss. So that's big news. Auburn definitely needs him. Outside of that, what do you think the biggest uh, what do you think the biggest goal is for this bye week? Um, beside everybody getting healthy, right? Uh, the SEC is brutal, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, rest up, get focused, you know, figure out what you have. And you use this extra week, right, um, in the middle of your season. I thought we got a well-timed bye week this year. Right. Um, you know, coming out off the road game at Arkansas to, to fine-tune some things, right? In season, you know, it's hard. Sometimes it's really hard to make adjustments in season. Now you got an extra week to, if you know, you have fundamental issues you need to clean up, right? Um, you know, watch film. You have an extra week to prepare for your opponent, right? And they're going to give you tape on Saturday and you're giving them nothing on Saturday. So uh, for most people who don't know how this works, right? Um, after the game is over, uh, when I was in school, we would send our tape of the game to our next week's opponent. So I'd get off off the scoreboard with my camera, Zach. We chop up the film. We drive it to Atlanta and we'd send it out on the first flight the next morning. Uh, and we would pick up their tape and then drive it back. And that was that. Right uh, now, I'm sure they're sharing all that digitally. <laughs> so nobody has to drive a beta tape to Atlanta. Right. But um, uh uh, you got to use this time to prepare, uh, get the team ready, get people focused, you know, um, uh, make sure that the team is, is mentally prepared for what will be uh, likely an offensive onslaught. Now, pass defense has not exactly been our strength uh, coming into the season. I thought that our pass defense would be a strength of the team. I thought the DBs would be a strength. Um, they're not a terrible group, but they have definitely followed fallen below preseason standards. I think a lot of people had for them. Yeah. So you got to use this time to get ready for what Ole Miss is going to try to do to you. Right. You got two weeks to prepare for, you know, either the best or second best quarterback in the conference based on who you ask. 
right? Uh, Corral, I've been impressed with him, you know, but he is, he will make mistakes. He's going to throw a few balls right at you. Uh, we've got to catch those. We've got to force those turnovers and we have to be able to capitalize on them as well, too. So you, 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 you take a look at what's happening with run blocking, um, figure out a way uh, to scheme up, you know, uh, uh, getting the ball to your playmakers in space. Tank and Jarquez cannot remain. They got to remain factors in this offense, mm-hmm. right? Moving forward. And, uh, you know, I think, too, if you've been evaluating anybody that's been on the cusp, right, they changed the way they've been using Shedrick. He still got the second most catches on the team, but he was no longer playing in the X, which I thought was important, right, because I didn't think that was a great position for him. Um, But, you know, sitting down in the slot and catching some curls and, and, you know, being more of a possession receiver – Seems like a better fit for him. Right. So, you know, it's like a chessboard, Zach. You move your guys around and try to get them in the, in the right places where they will excel and can help the team the most. So, um, you, and we, we got to figure out what's going on O line. Um, I was told that uh, Austin Troxel is dealing with a deep bone bruise. Okay. Which is why we saw Killian. I thought Zion did great. Yeah, I thought he did a phenomenal job in pass blocking, especially uh, on tape review. There were some things in run blocking they can definitely clean up there. That's what brought his overall grade for the for the uh, down. But um, the whole line graded out well in pass blocking. But you know, for that kid, hats off. I thought it was a great debut for him. And uh, but I'm being told that Tro- Troxel will be back for Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. So you know, we'll see. But um, either way, we need the O-line to continue to improve little by little every week. You take this bye week to figure out how you do that. Harson Harson has already shown that he's not, not he's willing to pull pull a guy for another guy at any point. And it doesn't mean you're going to keep the job, you know, i.e. TJ, right? They mm-hmm. pulled him. We won, but he didn't stay in that spot, right? Bo came back. Right. But it, it seems to me like there's a commitment to do whatever it takes to win the week, to be 1-0. and So they're going to be looking. They got a little bit extra time to figure out what that means for this team next week. Uh, so, you know, again, get healthy, uh, watch the film, study the tape, come up with a game plan, and then figure out who who your guys are for this week. There's still a lot of things in question on this team. I think in terms of who the guys are, we questioned all season, whether we've had the white, the right wide receivers on the field. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I've asked Harson specifically about Canyon. Um, I'm becoming non hopeful that we're going to see him again on the field here at Auburn. And well, it's all, um, it's always about practice, right? It's always, he always goes to the practice. So I kind of wonder what's going on in practice where uh, he's not getting reps. Yeah, let me tell you, you know, without saying too much, I'll just tell you, Brian Harson has a standard. And he has made it clear to all parties involved that his standard will be met or you're not going to play. Mm-hmm. That's what it boils down to, right? So uh, I've asked him straight up, maybe twice. Uh, the last time I asked him, he was definitely very annoyed with the question, but, you know, he, he, he articulated himself in a way that, you know, I didn't have to ask, ask the question again, right? He said, if you're not seeing a guy, you're not seeing a guy, uh, they're, they're, and I'm paraphrasing, they're not meeting the standards that we have. 
right, to see the field. And he was clear earlier about why four- and five-star players don't play right early. Now, Canyon was an experienced guy, and, um, you know, I think he's got a lot of talent, but he's sending a message to his team, I think, that, you know, no matter how talented you are, the work that you do during the week matters. No, he wants you to compete. No every, preferential every treatment. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think we could all agree under the last, that may not have been the case. Right. Right. He, he may have seen the field anyway. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, sending a, a message to your team that you're willing to sit a talented guy that won't or may not be working as hard as he can and giving his all is a good is actually a good message to send to the team for the guys who are busting ass every week in practice mm -hmm. what do we hear what do we hear about Bo? right Bo practices hard he practices like his hair's on fire like his life's on the line every practice you know i think that's earned him a lot of goodwill with this coaching staff that's not to say that tj's has not been practicing that way but if you're Bo and you're trying to hold on to the job it bodes in your favor with this coach that you practice, you give your all in practice every day. Mm -hmm. What did we hear during the week? He was splitting reps with TJ 60 40 in the lead up to, to last week's game. And, you know, uh, again, credit to that mindset that Bo has is listen, uh, we say it at the War Report, you know, you can have more money, more access, more connections, but one thing we will not be is outworked. And these guys, Bo was sent a message, I will not be outworked in practice. Mm -hmm. That's it. I think that resonates with this coach. It matters, and it should matter. Uh, and what you hope from the quarterback position is that that attitude spreads to everybody else. Right. Look at, the, look at this guy. He earned it. He practices like his hair is on fire, and coach plays him. I'm going to practice like And there's some other guys like that I know practice like that. Malcolm Johnson, hardest work, one of the hardest workers on this team. Right. And he's he's played his way into more snaps. They may not be throwing him the ball that much, but he's on the field, man. You love. Right. Him. No, I love Malcolm. I love Malcolm. He's such a good kid, man. Like, listen, there are a lot of good kids. Bo's a good kid. Malcolm's a good kid, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I believe um, that there are other good kids on this team. But, right. you know, the maturity part of it, Zach, where you have to grow up and just understand nothing's going to be handed it to you no matter how talented you are, is something that some of these players need to understand. Harson is the guy that wants to send that message. Mike G, tell uh, tell folks where they can find all y'all stuff at The War Report. Uh, listen, come on over to The War Report. Uh, we are on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, anywhere you live on social media, you can find us. Uh, we're dropping content, you know, six days a week here, man. It's a grind. Season is a grind, Zach. Uh, so uh, we had a lot of fun. We had a tailgate down in Auburn for the Georgia game. I, I think I'm going to come down for the Iron Bowl. Sweet. Uh, but you can come on, come on over to the War Report and just, uh, and, and, you know, whether you agree, disagree, if you're just looking for a conversation, find us on YouTube, subscribe, become an insider. We got you. Awesome, man. Another uh, edition of Locked on Auburn, the books. Stay tuned. May have a special guest on the show tomorrow, so be sure to come back and check that out. Right here on Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.